You are now tuned in to Music, Men, and My Mental with your host, C. Devone, attacking all things career, relationship, and your overall health. Trifecta. Let's get to it. Let's start the show. Hello, hello, hello. And thank you for tuning in to Music Men in My Mental. I am your host, C. Devone, where we talk about all things in your career, relationships, and overall health. Um, hello, guys. It's a crazy time, like for real, for real. If you listen to the last, you know, podcast and episode, I really went into how this coronavirus is going to affect your career, relationships, and overall health. Now, did I know that it was going to be a pandemic? And, um, like the CDC is basically dismantled and like, it's, you know, it's, it's a bit aggressive. And, um, I do want us to take our health so seriously and the homework for, you know, a lot of people are working from home. A lot of people are seriously like quarantine right now, but what are you going to do when you have these moments? Like, what can we do to take care of our career relationships and overall health are, you know, really take look into our finances, how we can stretch our money, how we can, you know, have the internal relationships with ourselves a bit more. Like, what do we do when we are quiet, when we have that stillness? You know, we're going to just, you know, we're going to panic for the first day or two, but then now once we're in it, like, how are we going to live in it? And I challenge everyone to just set some goals. Like, for me, I want to do, like, a before and after as far as, like, me taking care of, like, my body. Like, you know, did I lose weight? Did I gain weight? I have some goals to, you know, obtain for when we get back to work and when we go outside and play, <laughs> you know? Like, just to see, just some challenges. Get rid of the stuff in your closet. You know, reach out to people. I saw some other people saying, like, Instead of calling people, they're FaceTiming people. Because since we're losing that human connection, why don't we, like, make sure that we can hold on to the little piece of it that's left, you know? Like, let me just look at you. And even what we're doing at my, my job is, like, if you have a call and you have the option for a video, get on the video. Like, let people see your language, how you're responding to things. Because we know text messages have gotten so out of context so often, like, yo, she not even gonna say hi to me? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, and sometimes people are just in such a rush that they don't understand messages, but we can understand body language and our face expressions, etc. So that's your homework. Just take advantage of the time that you have now and to come out better and stronger. I know we will. It doesn't seem that way, but we will. Anyway, so we have a guest today, a special guest. I'm so excited and what a timely time to have you on this show I was trying to think of like the word that I wanted to use because I was like you are the spokesperson for women and black women and entrepreneurship but I wanted to think of a nicer word like superwoman or <laughs> like you know the Obama of like black women you know Renee Bluett of In Her Shoes blog and creative producer, oh, I'm sorry, executive producer. I was I just feel like creative is just nice, you know, because you're content creator as well as an executive producer of She Did That Film. And if you haven't seen it, <laughs> it's on Netflix. So while we are quarantined right now, it is a time to actually take advantage of watching this movie. What I mean, 
I feel like you are just a, a strategist and like not knowing that no one knew about the corona, but like what a time to have your film that you've put your blood, your sweat and your tears in. And I mean, you were, you were pushing it every time I seen you, you were working on something so great to prepare for the film. But what are the odds during the time when people actually have to be home and exhaust our Netflix and Amazon and TVs, you know, now you can actually see your film. Yes. I'm sorry. I just went into your host, but I'm talking <laughs> over everyone today. Introduce yourself. Let us know. You can do a better in- a job of introducing yourself than I can. <laughs> Hello. I am Renee Blewett. I am the creator and executive producer of She Did That. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. Thank you. We're going to have you talk a little bit more to this mic because I talk okay. so loud. Okay. Here we go. Ah. Eureka and I can hear each other better. Um, yeah. Okay. So I just want to get straight to it, but um, tell us about your film. What is it about and what, like, who's it for and just the background behind it. Okay. Well, you mentioned my blog, In Her mm-hmm. Shoes. Mm-hmm. I have been blogging about black women entrepreneurs. Um, as of this January, the blog is 11 years old. Oh my God. So I take a before lot of, people were you know before it was black on trend. girl magic before like black excellence hashtag black excellence mm-hmm. you were and I was so intrigued by like what a niche market that you were doing because I think I, sheesh I may have met you that it's been a while we know each cow. other a while holy cow <laughs> yeah because I'm like yes so and when i was looking i was like wow a woman entrepreneurship that's such a niche market that no one's talking about but Mm -hmm. to have the vision to be like sit back and watch because the stats are there Mm -hmm. so what's interesting is i i clearly remember the day when i conceptualized the blog it was um november of 2009 i was at my dad's house for thanksgiving and I was going to say, was it November 29th? Because that's my birthday. So I'm going to say that that's the birthday just, that's for it. your blog. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Yay. And mm. so it was, you know, after we were dealing with, you know, the economy, you know, and I, it's crazy now we're dealing with it again yeah, shortly. Yeah, sure. Um, but that was around the time that businesses were being impacted, particularly mm. small businesses and entrepreneurs. You're right, because t- 2008 was when shit really hit the fan. And yes. then in 2009, it We were was still like... feeling it, but like really feeling oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was my first year of entrepreneurship. Um, but being here in New York, I didn't feel... I didn't feel hopeless because I was surrounded by so many creatives, so many creators and so many women specifically who were still doing it, you know, still Mm. innovating, still building their brands. Um, And I was so inspired by it. And I felt like, wow, I wish that everyone had access to this. And, you know, blogs were still relatively new. Like, I'm not going to say I was the first blogger. Obviously, there were people before me. But blogs were, the the blogosphere was still relatively new. Mm -hmm. And the women that I knew who were blogging were talking about beauty was a big conversation back then, Mm -hmm. fashion, you know, entertainment, gossip. But no one was just talking about everyday women doing the damn thing. Mm. And I was surrounded by it. And I was like... I want a place where everyday women could tell their stories. Um, and back then, it was even before 
outlets like Essence would be talking. They talk about everyday women mm-hmm. now, but back then I felt like a lot of the media outlets were focused on celebrities mm-hmm. or women who were connected to celebrities, you know, housewives, basketball wives, all that stuff. And I was like, what about all these incredible women that I come across every day? Um, where is there a place online for us to share our journeys? And that was the void that I wanted to fill. Mm, smart. So, but your background is in PR. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I've had a lot of clients who are also black women entrepreneurs. So not only was I surrounded by these women socially, but I was doing business with them and seeing the was challenges. Was it naturally that you were just attracting black women or like your agency just focused on like black businesses? So when I lived in Chicago, I worked at an ad agency, uh, Burrell, which at the time was the Mm -hmm. largest African-American ad and PR agency in the country. So I was accustomed to working on like multicultural programs back then. And as we know, black women, you know, lead most households, make those buying decisions. Mm -hmm. So all the programs that I was working on in my agency career were targeting black women speaking to black women. And so it just felt natural, mm, you know, okay. when I when I started my consultancy, I started in uh, with a beauty brand, a beauty brand that was targeting black women and that whole relationship and connection, it just kind of grew organically because I was in that space. Got you, got you, got you. So yeah, oh my goodness, you're like the perfect evolution. <laughs> like <laughs> just how things went and and started and the film. So what my, my you know, I, I always have my own stories. I like to have my uneducated stories and then ask the people, like, could they educate me on it? So mm-hmm. with this film, um, you know what? I'll let you. I think you didn't describe it like in, in oh, detail. Right. So describe the film. So after blogging about us for let me see, by the time we started filming, that was 2016, I had been blogging on the same topic for like seven, eight years. Um, I did a photography exhibition here that you were in. Yes, that's, see, that's how I remember it starting. I was like, ah, yes. And how did you, you just had an idea to do an exhibit about entrepreneurs. Yeah, so Black I... Black women entrepreneurs. Yeah, so after, you know, all those years of doing the traditional Q&A, like mm-hmm. I think I've even featured you on the blog mm-hmm. a couple times before in different capacities. I was like, how else can I tell these women stories? Like there has to be another mm-hmm. medium. So at that point... I got with one of my boys and I'm like, let's go out and photograph these women where they create their magic, where Mm. where they, you know, are doing their thing, you know? So we caught you Mm -hmm. and we caught you like, you know, in a DJ setup, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, We had Demetria Lucas at the time. She was a Belle in Brooklyn. So we got her on the Brooklyn Bridge. I had a girlfriend who at the time had a nail salon. We caught her there. It it was just a very... um, cool way to tell these women's stories Mm -hmm. is to capture them in their spaces where they create their magic. The exhibition was so successful. You know, we had the premiere of it here in Brooklyn and Dumbo. People loved it. Mm -hmm. And I tell the story all the time because I, I really credit this woman for kind of forcing me to think about what's next. Mm -hmm. So we're at the event, you know how it is when you're doing events, Mm -hmm. you, 
you're ready to just exhale because this is months of planning that went Absolutely. into it for any, and the event happens really fast. Mm-hmm. So the event happened, people loved it. I didn't even have my shoes off, my mm-hmm. heels off. And this woman was like, so what's next? And I'm like, as, as the name of your company is called in her shoes. You're like, I'm going to take off my <laughs> shoes. No, you're not. <laughs> Sis was like, what's next? And my, initial reaction was like oh my god this wasn't good enough like you didn't enjoy this but i was like i don't know what's next first of all bars on that that's a gem right there i want everyone to stop and think about that because when we put in so much work you're like why are you asking me what's next and so many people like oh that's a toxic friend or that like why can't they just take in this moment like that is the person that you want to be around Mm -hmm. but i love that you were like i had an ego moment for a second and then i was like Oh shit! No, no, you're right. This is about me. This girl's trying to help me. This person's trying to help me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that because I, I even get the what's next question now, mm-hmm. and you know, I've had like the film wasn't even out for a month, um, and this woman said, "What's next? Are you working on your next film?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, do you know what it <laughs> took to produce this one?" But mm-hmm. I think that when people ask that, you know, once you get out of your feelings, it's just understanding that they're asking because they appreciate your work. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times they're probably not creators. They don't realize what what goes into creating something like right. that. So in their mind, they're like, you have to have a few things lined up. And then we're also living in a world where you're seeing a lot of results. And we'll talk about that too, hopefully. Um, and people don't think about, again, the time, the money, the energy that goes into mm-hmm. producing something. So um, long story short, I didn't have an answer for sis when she asked the question, <laughs> but when I got home in the days and the weeks following that, I was like, what is next? Like, you can't go from doing this photography exhibition to just doing panels again. Cause that to me mm. felt like going backwards. And then are you just going to do another photography exhibition? I was toying around with the idea of doing a coffee table book, which I may have shared with you, but after some prayer and meditation, I was like, what is the next medium? And God just planted the seed in my mind to create a film. And I wanted to do a documentary. And and you've had no background in film. None whatsoever. <laughs> it, but, you know, I felt like being in New York, when if you have a vision, especially in this city, mm-hmm. you're just an arm's length away from someone who can help you execute seriously it. because there are so many creative people here, you know? And so he planted the seed and I say this all the time. Ignorance is bliss. I did not know what would go into producing a film. In my mind, I was like, Oh, you've already done video content. It's just a longer video. Mm-hmm. Duh. Like that's, it's not that simple, mm-hmm. but, um, I found a team to help bring my vision to life and we were able to make it happen. That's so crazy. And it's just like, and I, I know we've had these personal conversations and like you got it funded. I mean, cause films are a lot of money and you yes. got like, you just did like crowdfunding. You did like, how did you fund this film? So that's an interesting story too, because in the film we talk about the funding gap for black women. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, most of the topics that we touched on in the film, I actually experienced producing the film. Mm. So because I had no prior filmmaking experience, um, when I went to the brands, you know, looking for partnerships, 
I don't think I asked for enough because I had no clue what this budget was going to be. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, kind of d- did some ballpark figures, talked to a few people. I was like, oh, we'll ask for this. But the beautiful thing is that there were so many lessons. Um, and I say this all the time. This film for me was more than just, you know, learning the ins and outs of filmmaking from, you know, a, a first time filmmaker's perspective. But there were a lot of life lessons. So we did have some um, brand partners on board, but we quickly depleted those funds because... How how fast did you realize, um, like, we have a dollar left and (laughs) we don't have no craft services. No one's getting lunch. Um, Uh, How about we're not even filming? So (laughs) maybe I would say we, we were pretty aggressive with our filming in the first few months. So we got a lot of content, but I would say maybe like eight, nine months in, there was the reality of, um, yeah, so how are we going to fund the rest of this? What was the first thing that you realized like you just couldn't afford? I know we've had this conversation, but I just want people to like understand the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into it. Like, because, you know, you can plan an event, you can plan, you can see, and my background is TV production. So I'm just so like... I just love hearing about this um, this film. But like the first thing that you were like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what's interesting is the story was developing as we were filming, right? Mm. So we had a framework of who the main subjects would be, what are some of the key topics or subjects that we want to touch on with each of these women. But as you start talking to these women, you understand that, oh, okay, so she has this coming up. We may want to revisit and talk to her again, but, Mm -hmm. oh, she lives in Detroit. So that's a whole expense. Um, So I can't remember exactly, like, the moment, but there was another shoot that needed to happen, and I realized that I would need to fund it myself for Mm -hmm. it to happen. So then I started... Because you wanted it so bad that you were like, you know what, I will just swipe this credit card. Yeah, there was no way that I could have started something this huge and brought on, you know... The fact that these women trusted me with their stories is something I don't take lightly. Mm -hmm. And even now, I still thank them all the time because your story is... It's your story, you know, and especially now in the day of reality TV and, you know, creative editing, you know, you just you have to be really mindful of who you allow to share your story with the world. Mm -hmm. So the fact that these women, you know, trusted me with their stories as a first time filmmaker was huge. And I felt that weight, you know, Mm -hmm. when we got to the point where there was no more funding. And then I thought about the brands that I brought on board. These were major Mm -hmm. brands. We had General Motors as an automotive partner. Essence was a media partner. And so it's like, you can't go back to these people and say, oh, "Oh, you know that film? Like, yeah. just kidding. You know, so there are a lot of sleepless nights. When they give you this money, is it like you have to produce it in this amount of time or they're like... No. So we had a general time frame, but the beautiful thing is none of our partners were like, you know, reaching out like, so what's up? When are you going to be finished? Like no one was pressuring me oh in that gosh, way. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, they knew that. And I also did... Again, and this is where my PR work and client service work came in. Mm-hmm. I was really good at keeping the lines of communication open. Like, But even the PR background came in because people don't have access to General Motors and Essence. Yes. So like it, this came from 
what you actually were doing on your daily, you know, on a daily basis mm-hmm. to get these contacts. Yeah. When I look at right. the journey, I really feel like God ordered all of oh, my steps. I'm like, you are the perfect evolution. Like it really is just beautiful to see this. Wow. Oh my goodness. If you can go back and do any part of this movie over, mm-hmm. what would you do? I think it would go back to funding, you know, like mm-hmm. I had no clue where this film was going to live. And that was another cool thing. Right. Yeah. Did you, you have aspiration? Did you even in your wildest dreams think that like it would be on Netflix? So I'll tell you this. When we started doing screenings, we actually premiered it. And a lot of people who are just getting familiar with mm-hmm. the project through Netflix don't know that this film we finished this in 2018. Yes. And it premiered at Essence Festival. So this Essence Festival will literally be two years later, okay? Correct, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So when we did our first screening, um, I was nervous because I was like, Essence Festival, there are a million other things for people to do. Right. Why would they take time out of their Essence Fest moment to come see this film mm-hmm. created by someone that they've never even heard of? Mm-hmm. But we, it sold out. Um, we had over 500 people there at the convention center. Um, the line of people waiting to get in was crazy. And I was just like, in that moment, I was like, we, this is something special. And when I got to see- It's greater than you. That was the moment. Way bigger than me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And bigger than the women in it. And so when I got to see for the first time an audience respond to Mm -hmm. the content, respond to the conversations, like I was in tears because I was like, oh my God, they love it. I'm in tears just thinking about it. Like the moment of being behind the stage. Because I remember like communicating with you. You're like, okay, I'm about to do the premiere. You know, we may need a DJ. And I'm like, wait, you're about to premiere a film. And and it was also like, now that's a thing. People actually, it's it's shocking to people to think that, you know, people want to sit through a movie at Essence Festival, but we're not a monolith. Not everybody wants to be the flossy posse right. at Essence Festival. <laughs> there are people who, you know, even think about the wellness house that, mm-hmm. you know, that open. Like some people do want to work out. Some people do want to watch a movie and maybe just go to um, the the concerts at night, you know, yes. not everybody wants to Is be drunk to on Bourbon up. Street, exactly. And, and there are some, but maybe just that one day where you're like, you know what, I wanna, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I just didn't know where to start. And that movie, I feel like, you know, I'm just a person who has looked at it and, and know knows you. I'm like, it's inspiring if you have like this little, I want to always start, you know, a hairline or um, a salon. And just seeing that there's other people out there that look like you, that they can do it. And, you know, so I think it was really important for it to be there. As I mean, as you already know, but like as a person who would have waited online to be there, I was going to, and I got a gig literally like, like, you know, Essence Festival was crazy. Like, oh, can you turn around and go to this gig right now? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, and that was the first time I was going to go to see it because I just kept missing the, um, the screenings, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so important. And who would have known that you shot this, you know, years ago Yes. that now it's like, yeah, start that business. Yes. Maybe now that you're home right now, quarantine with the Rona. I've like said that. I said that on Instagram mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm not going to sit here and act like none of us can act like we have this all figured out. We've never lived through this, mm-hmm. but this, this is the Rona you're talking about. Yes. I'm just going to go. Cause the Rona, the is- Rona. 
hilarious. <laughs> even though this is nothing funny about the coronavirus, even though I do kind of believe it is like a super flu. I just wish I don't. I'm more scared about the economic impact than exactly. the actual flu because not a lot of people are dying. Mm-hmm. It's a very small number. It's just more like the spread of it and, you know, our health and making sure that we're safe. But um, the Rona, as I will call it with a D, yes, um, <laughs> we've never lived through that. And as an entrepreneur, that's my next topic. You have this great film and we're talking about black women entrepreneurship, which is great. Make sure you check it out. But now we're a black woman and we're an entrepreneur <laughs> and the Rona has hit us, you know, it's, it's hitting everybody, but just from this angle as a black woman who's an entrepreneur, you know, <laughs> how are you feeling? How, you know, ch- check in on people, check on your entrepreneurs, yes, <laughs> you know, yes. check on your strong friend. It's like, how are you doing? Like, you know, how can we give hope during this time frame, especially as a business owner, not just black women, just anyone right now we're freaking out and it's scary. It's very scary. Um, and, and I said this on Instagram, like as a self-described busybody, because I right. thrive in those times where I'm here and I'm there and I'm everywhere and it may not be good. Um, and I do know when to pull back and like pause for a minute, but the forced pause is, is you know, it's like, mm. whoa, what are we doing? Um, and I think that just like everyone else, you know, there are these stages of it. So first it's just like not taking it as seriously as we should and then realizing how serious it is and preparing, you know, our homes. But then we also need to prepare mentally for this. And I think that's the part that, you know, in this day of social media and scrolling, like I got the alert today that my screen time last week went up like some ridiculous percentage. Oh, I just got that last night. It was like like, 13% for me. And I'm like, how? (laughs) Well, this is how, because we're so glued to our phones now, wanting to see every update, seeing how people are reacting to it, but then also wanting that connection, you know? Right. Um, But Mm. I am, one thing that I'm trying to do, and I encourage all of my fellow entrepreneurs and just creators and creatives, use this time as much as you can to block out the noise, you know, there, we do need to step away from the news. I know we need to be informed, but we can't live and breathe it all day because it's just not healthy, not good for our mental wellness. But what is that thing that you've been wanting to do that you've been putting Mm. off? And I'll go ahead and say it for me. Like I have been talking about, you know, the next installation of she did that, you know, I'd already started writing the treatment. I have some, you know, feelers out to different partners and different women and things. But like, because I've been so um, occupied with working, you know, to promote the Netflix release and Mm -hmm. all the screenings and all that, I haven't really sat down and isolated myself and done the work that needs to go into getting this next one out. Sometimes the work, you know, when you're fortunate enough to have like things go um, to be a success, you know, the work just starts coming on its own and you're not really creating like the strategy, but more like just getting the work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reacting to the work that needs to get done. Yes. I have an event. Okay. So let me make sure this event is proper. Let me make sure that they have my film make sure I look good. Okay. Next. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. But it's not like the actual strategy of like, we're going to have a tour 
And is this tour put together? And is it funded? Because now, you know, hello, keyword. You hit, you know, I want everyone to make sure that you're, you know, taking notes during this time frame. We have someone who is successful, who's all about entrepreneurship, but like take the notes. Like the funding, she said, like ding ding ding. That that was crucial with the film, but also like with your business. Like yes. you need money. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So for me, I'm using this time, and I like I said, I encourage all of us to use this time to rest, but also be productive. If we Mm -hmm. could do a little bit of both, because once we get back into our regular lives, we're going to look back. I know that I don't want to look back. You know how you mentioned you have these goals that you set for like, um, you know, getting fit and all that. My Mm -hmm. goals are more professional. I Mm -hmm. probably need to be in the gym too. Oh no, 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 no. I'm definitely, yeah, no, we're going to close out the show with like some goals that we want to break down in our career relationships and overall health. Mm -hmm. I just came from the gym, but I also made Akin saltfish dumplings (laughs) and planting. (laughs) So my first reaction was like, okay, let's just talk about like not after this quarantine, you know, going outside and being like, oh, shit. Because oh, you can real. eat your way through it. And yes. I think we all, I know that I probably overreacted in terms of what I purchased. It's not like I'm feeding a family of 10. Oh, I have 15 all this imaginary food. kids. Yeah. And, and you feel obligated to eat it because it's there. You don't want to be wasteful. But the bottom line is when we come out of this, I want to be able to say, and what a story would it be to be able to say, I you know, brought this idea to life during one of the darkest moments in our nation's history. You know what I mean? Like during the coronavirus outbreak of, you know, February, March, 2020, that's when I birthed my business. Mm. This is the time for creatives to create, you know, I think that in the same thing happened, you know, back when we were talking about the recession of 2008, look at all the um, entrepreneurs that came out of that. Mm -hmm. Some of them were forced into it, but some of them were like, well, shoot, if people around me are losing jobs left and right and there's no job security and I'm working hard, why don't I work hard for myself? Mm -hmm. So optimistically, I do think that there's going to be a lot of um, dope stuff that comes out of this because we have time. Yeah. What else are we doing? Well, creating virtual events because all of them bitches are canceled. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like everyone's like, are we going to have a virtual event? You know, it's just so crazy, especially like I I am the event industry. I am the poster child for like I'm the DJ, but I'm also the planner. And it's it's <clears throat> freaky and it's scary. But I love the optimism of like, you know, birth some new ideas. I know for myself, I want, you know, we'll go at the end of the show to like go through like those goals within your career, your relationships and overall health, like, okay, to, you know, go to the doc. I mean, you can't go to the doctor now, but if it goes to your health, like make sure you look at your health and say, not just losing weight and having a six pack and you know, all of that, but like, have you scheduled your yearly? It doesn't have to be like in this next month or something, but go through, when's the last time you've been to the dentist mm-hmm. or, you know, can you just call a dentist and see if you can get some, Sometimes if you don't have insurance, like how can you get insurance or how can you get low cost care right now? Like just really taking care of yourself. So I, I love that. Like just being optimistic about the things that are going to come out of it. And imagine if you come out and you're like, you got a new idea or you decided to have a new workout plan or become a fitness instructor. Like, right. I don't know. Or even something as simple. And for some people, it's not simple, but maybe strengthening a relationship oh, that's- that you've ignored. <laughs> Hello. Mm-hmm. Because... I'd be trying to, oh, I'm sorry. This relationships are hard, you yes. know, but like I, and I 
you know, this whole quarantine thing is like just so funny because for people who are single, I could I remember those times when it's like people sliding in your DMs are like, hey, you want to, uh, you know, get away from this Rona right, together, right. you know? <laughs> but now it's like, I mean, it's funny because if that, that guy still has a place to call home, but like for the people who are in relationships or married, like <clears throat> now you got to actually see this person. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now you can, like, you can kick people out for sure. Like, you know, they can go home, but it's different. Like you go home during the Rona, right. we are breaking up. Right. <laughs> We're going to fight this out. Right. You right. know, so it makes so much sense to like really strengthen those relationships. And that's why I like the whole FaceTiming portion because I call people and I'm I'm even getting messages today because since I've been so crazy with the event cancellations and then like within that work and DJing, um, I'm just literally like, sorry all day. Sorry, sorry. Cancellation, cancellation. Um, that I was forgetting to call my, my mom and my Mm -hmm. parents and all of those even before the cancellation. So now it's like, Oh, you need to actually check on them. Right. Like, do they have food? Right. You know, sanitizer. Yes. How do they feel? Like, actually, some of my nieces were actually, like, sick. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't even know how to ask people, like, how sick is sick? You know? Right. Like, they're sick, but, like, okay, it's not, is it the flu? Is it not the flu? And my boyfriend had, um, you know, got really sick on Valentine's Day and he had severe flu. And I even still joke around. I'm like, you could have had Corona. And like, we don't know because they're not testing you. Like, they're, it's different. It's a different test. <laughs> but um, my sister who works at a huge hospital in the Bronx said she just got the Corona test kits. Mm, okay. Like yesterday. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, that's the part that I think is scary. I'm not really scared of the virus. Because I'm just like, everyone's now washing their hands. So now we've, we've got 50% of the battle done. Now mm-hmm. people can wash their hands and now know how to cough in public. Right. Awesome. Right. You know, so uh, anyway, it was something with the film that you said. So, okay, let's let's go to the, the biggest thing. How the hell did you get your film on Netflix? <laughs> like, um, what? <laughs> I I knew all the things that were going to happen, but I literally had to refresh myself. Wait, huh, hold on. Which is great because I'm in the opening credits. If you have not seen the film. Yes, your beautiful it, face. Thank you. And, it, you know, you did such a great job with the photos. And, um, you know, I had so many people like DMing me and texting me like, oh, my gosh, I saw your face. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, um, yeah, to even just even to be a part of a millisecond during this, you know, I'm just so excited, but how do you even, cause I know everybody wants a Netflix deal. Everybody wants to work with Netflix. I mean, look, we got Monique out here stressing the, the net and the flicks, you yes, know? Yes. Yes. How did this happen? Did you do a Sierra prayer? You were like, God, let me just pray over this film. You know what so, to do. <laughs> this is So what's interesting is when I created the film, you know, coming from PR, uh, marketing, you know, event planning, mm-hmm. I was looking at this like a project, like, okay, we'll produce the film, we'll do a tour, mm-hmm. we'll have our brand partners sponsor the tour, they'll have activations, and we'll just do these screenings around the country. Mm-hmm. 
we did a screening in South Carolina and an older woman after the screening was like, so it was that what's next question again, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, uh-huh. this what's next question haunts me, but I'm loving it I because love it, it forces me to lit- like level it's up. It's a gift and a curse because yes. you don't want to always be like, what's next while you're in the moment. Right. But once you feel a level of completion and that's why it's good to write out your goals to say, mm-hmm. okay, I finished a tour um, you know, this event is, you know, what, what is next, yes. but not like while you're actually like writing the emails to get the funding and you're like, what's right. next? It's like, no, no. You, you can't let what's next, um, drive you crazy. But this was literally, so we had the essence festival premiere. We had the premiere here in New York and then we went to Charlotte and then it was South Carolina. So this was literally just the fourth screening. This is not even a full 30 days from the film's release. Mm-hmm. This um we did the screening, they loved it. This older woman was like, So what's next? Like, are you is this gonna be on television? Is it gonna be here? Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like, because I wore so many hats through this whole production. Right. I didn't have that. I didn't have the Hollywood relationships because I'm not here. (laughs) But like, I was—it's not like I was out shopping the film while we were producing it. I was producing it, and I was in the thick of production. Mm -hmm. So when the film was released, it's like I'm just taking it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. So now we're doing screenings, and you know, my first goal was to just get it out there. I want to touch the communities. I want to hear what people have to say about it, see their responses. She was like, um, what's next? And I'm like, um, we're going to, you know, we're going to try to get it out there. But and she was just like, no, like you need to be more intentional about like how you're like sis <laughs> pulled my card, pulled my edges, <laughs> snatched my wig, all this. She stuff. said not good enough answer. I'm going to ask you one more time. She, and she <laughs> said it from a place like of love because she was like, yeah. this is so good. The world needs to see it. Like, mm-hmm. I know you're busy doing this and that. But this little this little panel's cute. However, you need to be figuring out how the masses are going to see this film. So came back to New York, um, started reaching out to some people I know who are filmmakers. Someone connected me to someone else. Sis sat up and spoke to me for about an hour on the phone and just gave me, you know, really everything I needed to know as a first time filmmaker who's looking to find a home for her film. She told me about our distribution agency, Gravitas. She mm-hmm. said that it's the best distribution agency for documentaries. Mm-hmm. She had worked with them. She could speak for them from her experience. Submitted the film to Gravitas, went on about my business. We're still doing screening, screening, screening after screening. Four and a half months later, mm-hmm. and this was right before the holidays going into 2019. So like December of 2018, okay. I get an email from Gravitas and they're like, we love your film. We love to talk to you about you know, distributing this far and wide. And when I look, I'm like, like I had to like dust my mind off like gravitas because the email was sent out so long ago. So you never like followed up or anything. I did not. I think I may have followed up once in the four months, but there were so, and this is the thing no one knows. Like they think that once the film is done, then you're just sitting back on your sofa chilling. But because I am the event producer for the screenings, there's mm-hmm. still so much work happening. So admittedly, I wasn't as focused on the bigger picture for the film because I right. was like in the woods. Mm-hmm. Something that we talk about in the film, how as black women, we don't always have the resources right. to have these big teams. So we're doing everything. Right. The grunt right. work to the strategic work to, you know, we're doing it all. 
And I was literally a reflection of that. I was doing it all and focused on the screenings. So we had the conversation with Gravitas over a few months. We realized this is a great partner, signed on with them. August of 2019, we get our first round of distribution. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was huge because we were on iTunes, Amazon Video. If you wow. turned on Comcast and Xfinity and um, Spectrum, we were on demand. So I'm like, what? oh, we're good. Yeah, like we're Gucci. People can look at us on television. But, um, and not even a but, that was huge because now I was able to say to people, you know, if you don't make a screening, Find it on iTunes, find it on Amazon, find it on your local cable Mm -hmm, provider. mm -hmm. And that took a lot of relief off of me because everyone can't make it out to the screenings. You could be right in their city and it may not work for their schedule. Right. right, So that was huge. (laughs) But so that was last year around the holidays. And then, like I said, August, we got this first round of distribution. And then this year, right around, well, last year, 2019, right around um, Thanksgiving, I get an email from them and they're like asking me for all these deliverables and I'm, I'm getting to it, but I'm not really rushing. Mm-hmm, and so they mm-hmm. sent one more email, like we need you to press the gas on this. Like this is for Netflix. And I'm like, Oh, they're not telling you. They, it was so just basically so like casual. working in the background. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. It was so casual. And so, um, and I don't even know if the person who told me was supposed to tell me because she was like, well, Maybe you should talk to such and such. I think she may have spilled the beans Ooh. because then after when I reached out to the next person, mm-hmm. then they shared like, yes, we got it on Netflix. It's going to be there from, you know, and I was just like, oh, my God. Oh my God. And it's um, and this is what they do every day. So I guess in their world, you know, a Netflix deal is not, you know, it's like we're, mm. we're getting this is what we do. But for me, it's like, oh, my God, I am a first-time filmmaker. Did it, did it feel like back at Essence Festival? Like you felt like that moment again? Like you were like, oh. It was that. It was definitely that. But I want to say that it was a little different because Essence Festival is like this, you know, it's, it's those 500 people, right? Mm-hmm. But this deal, like literally we are, first of all, it's going to be on for um, 19 months. Okay. Yeah. So that's like a little over a year and a half. It's a long time for a film to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the cool thing about it is that it's it's broadening our audience. So it's going to be in Africa. It's going to be in the, wow. where it is in Africa. It's in the UK. It's in Australia. And so it's um, like during a quarantine. That's yes. That's a big difference. Okay? Yes. yes. It's not the summer where people are not Netflixing and chilling. People have no choice. People are Netflixing. to stay home and hopefully get inspired by this. Yeah. And we could not have really, you know, the PR person in me is so happy um, that we were released during Black History Month. So we right. had that big moment because everyone is excited about, you know, being black. And then, mm-hmm. so we had a lot of press there. You know, we had the Forbes piece announcing it, but then we roll right into Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. However, Women's History Month got, you know, quieted a bit because of Rona. Mm-hmm. And I was concerned because I was like, oh my God, like, I'm glad that we got the press and the momentum that we got in February because had this launched in March, I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't know what this, we don't know what this is going to be. But then like even just yesterday, Essence did a story on the seven shows you need to binge if you're stuck indoors due to the coronavirus. And I realized that when like the mentions were picking up on Instagram, you Mm -hmm. know, people watching it, I was like, um, this is working to our benefit. You know, over the last week, the 
it's been trending, and I do want to say that because I'm proud of that, but it's been picking up even more because we are now forced to be in our homes and Absolutely. watch something. And yes, and that's, I love it. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> um, but then that's like the tidbits that you're saying. Like, really, how do you, we're, we're going to get out of this, but like, what is the optimistic benefit of being home during this time frame? I mean, yes, we're going to lose money. Like, the thing is, I just thought it was going to be DJs and events. It's everyone. It's, it's across everyone. the board. So don't compare yourself to anyone at this moment. Like, this is your journey, but, like, what can you benefit from, you know? And, like, even, you know, um, fortunately, the gym in the building is still open, but I just reached out to another friend, and they closed her gym in her building. Yeah. Wow. So... Um, but I'm like, okay, well maybe I could, you know, maybe do more training and things like that, or maybe get, you know, certified to become a fitness instructor. I'm not, I don't really think I need to add anything else to my belt, but like, I want everyone to focus on, like you said, that thing, that passion is something that you've always been good at. Mm -hmm. So my girlfriend who is very successful, beautiful, one of my favorite people, she does hair so well mm -hmm. and she just doesn't have the time. She's running beauty and the beauty industry. And I'm like, Hey, can you do my hair during this time? She's like, yeah, I'm going to be doing hair all day. And I'm like, yeah, make your money, do something. I mean, it may not make money at the moment, like something that's like hair or like training wise. But I know for me, I really want to start running and getting people to like go outside and maybe just run for a little bit. Small groups, not a Let lot of us. Let me know if you do that. Yeah, they, I need oh, see, to do that. Yes. Yay! See, even if we go around, you know, somewhere in the sty, like I want to do that and I want to get people like inspired because we have to just lift our spirits during this time frame. It's scary mm -hmm. and especially. I mean, we some some of us listening are fortunate enough that like. We were okay before the Rona. Okay, meaning like you can you have a roof over your head and you have a little bit of food in your refrigerator, but not everyone was doing well. Right. You know, and so this is a huge setback, you know? Yes. For everybody. So one thing I try to think about a lot in life in general, when things are going awry, I'm trying to figure out the lessons or what are the takeaways. Mm -hmm. And the immediate takeaway that I'm getting from this. Um, even though we're not through it, is the importance, especially as entrepreneurs, the importance of us having multiple streams of revenue. Because, you know, when I think about, you know, the number of events and speaking engagements that were snatched from my calendar, mm -hmm. I'm glad that there are other things that I have going on where, you know, there's still some money coming in. Mm -hmm. And so, that's something I encourage all of us to think about. Even people who have nine to fives. What is that Absolutely. side hustle? Absolutely. Or just passive income. Yes, exactly. You know? Because when you're dependent upon one thing, when things like this, you know, unexpected things happen like this, like we have to have other ways to feed ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's super scary. But how are you doing? Like, I want to know how you do it. We spoke about the film, but like, and you, well, your career seems to be doing pretty well, mm -hmm. pre-Rona, post-Rona. <laughs> um, but like, how are you personally handling in your career, in your relationships, whether it's platonic or sexual, whatever, and your health? So let's start with your career. How are you feeling right now during this time frame? I feel blessed. I, 
I literally still wake up every day and there's a little imposter syndrome just thinking about it because right. I'm like, wow. Like, this is me. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Like, this is your life. Like, when, or when I see people referring to me, or like, there's a lot of um, social media love happening and people that I don't even know just shouting me out and thanking me, and women reaching out saying, I was about to give up, but I watched your film and I want to keep going, or I had this idea and this film makes me want to bring it to life. And I'm just thankful to God that He gave me this assignment. Because mm-hmm. it could have been anyone. Mm-hmm. And yes, we would look at, you know, my career and say like, oh, you're the perfect one to do it. But it could have been anyone, you know. Right. And the fact that this is the very first documentary about black women entrepreneurs, um, I'm, I'm glad that I, even if I don't make another film, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to say that I created something that's going to impact generations beyond me. And that, like, I made history, Right. And it's crazy to think about, you know? Right. Also, it's crazy you, that they're still first in right. 2019 oh. and 18, 20, you know? Do you want to dabble more in film now? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I want to continue this conversation. Let okay. me let me restate that. Okay. I am going to oh. continue this conversation. I, yes. There's so much more. I mean, black women are, like, when we look at the number of small businesses that are launching every day, Black women are leading, mm-hmm. leading. And um, it's, it's actually inspired me to do more research about like what black women are doing in other countries and other continents. So I went to Ghana in mm-hmm. December, screened the film there. Ghana has the second largest population of on- women entrepreneurs in the world. Mm. Even in a misogynistic society, mm-hmm. the women there are leading, you know, small businesses and in entrepreneurship so it's it's we're doing a lot around the world and so I want to tell more of our stories like this is like people who are giving me feedback and reaching Mm -hmm. out they're like where's the next one like they think it's a docu-series and Uh, they think there's more I could see that yes it could totally be a docu-series I would like that Mm -hmm. I would love it I I know we sat down I've given her my ideas of like you know because my background's tv and I'm just like I was just so inspired and if I knew, you know, I, I would have never seen that it was going to have this much, you know, traction and success. I knew it was going to be successful. But like now I'm almost like, oh, this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like before it was like, oh, my gosh, that's great. You know, you're doing something great. But now it's like, oh, this is the beginning. This yeah. is not just like, hey, it's a film. Like, go and watch I mean, it. honestly, and in, initially when I did it, I thought that I was going to do it. It was going to be something that I had in my bio, and my resume, and I was like, right. going to go back to my normal life. No. Yeah. Like, no. Like, this has taken over. That's dope. Dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so your relationships, how you doing? Um, you know we're whoa. nosy here on this show. No, I love it, and I love it. So there's no relationship to speak but of But you're right a now. PR person, so your job is to manage relationships. Well, so, so what like, kind of relationships are we speaking we about of here? both. Okay, so, well, professional relationships are awesome right now. I'm meeting mm-hmm. a lot of new people, new connections. Um, and, it, and it is an interesting space because when you're kind of thrusted into the public eye, you're getting a lot of attention, but it may not all be good or it mm-hmm. may not be, you know, all the right. attention that you want. So there's some weird things. Are you, are you getting, like, poached when you're out in the street now? Like, do Oh, you yes. Like, <gasps> yes. Yeah. You're my friend, so like I I would be freaked out if someone came over and ran up to you and be like, oh my god! But I I I 
Yes, that, that's going to happen. Yeah, I was in the Apple store um, maybe last week looking crazy because my laptop charger <laughs> decided to die. Because Mercury was in micro Yes, oh my real. gosh. So <laughs> I, I had to like throw on something, go to the Apple store. I am looking crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I'm just here to get my cord. Yeah. And this woman comes up to me and she's like, she's just looking and she was like, are you Renee? And I was like, yes. Oh. And she was like, Renee blew it. And then she's saying how much she loves the film. But the Virgo in me is like, girl, like I am looking rough right now. (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting. But then even now with social media and, you know, people, you're just a Google away from someone finding your email. I'm getting a lot of, a lot of really beautiful emails with people like literally pouring their heart out about Mm -hmm. what this film did for them. But then also some kind of weird, you know. Okay. The weird, you know, there's, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of both. So it's just like weeding out the weird stuff from the cool stuff. Okay. And um, just knowing that all opportunities aren't great opportunities and just being very protective of my brand. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people that I'm like. I mean, you being very protective, Tamron Hall. Yes. Like, yes. And PR. Mm-hmm. Like, what else? Like, you've been doing. Forbes. Oh, yeah, um, Forbes. I'm going to be, well, I'm here. Yes, well, it just I'm, I'm just happy to have you here. But you've done so many, you know, you've yeah, been putting the PR to the test. Yeah, the, and so that's the blessing, too. Like, I wrote the press release to announce the Netflix deal. You know what I mean? And so it, it goes back to us wearing all these hats. But it just also reminds me that my path was created, like the journey that I've been on was created for this moment in right. the moments that are coming That's after. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, you were so prepared. Like yeah. how much is it to, I mean, you know, to hire a marketing and production or PR agency to have that. And you were like, well, going to do this, mm-hmm. you know? And the, the bigger mission is like, you know, you don't know you failed unless you tried, exactly. you know, like, and you can fail, mm-hmm. but you have to try in order to fail. You know, so right. many people are so scared to do something, but um, that's great. Yeah, just building relationships and meeting new people. Are you a person who likes to meet new people or are you like I a do. very like, okay, if this is business, this makes sense. But do you, are you, how, how so are you? So I'm getting a lot of people reaching out, you know, saying, I love how you support black women entrepreneurs. I have it like, I have a business idea. I'd love to pick your brain. I'd love to meet for okay. coffee. To, and it's just like, if I said yes to all those invitations that be, would be my whole life you would be very caffeinated too. oh my god <laughs> i mean and i'd be broke because when would i have time to actually do work you know right, what i mean right, right, so right. it's the it, it's a little overwhelming mm-hmm. um it's all love and i know that it's coming from a place of people just appreciating the work but mm-hmm. it's also unrealistic for me to sit down with every single person right. who's invited me out for coffee that i've never met before in my life got you relationships who you love and who you want to be hugging. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. This film is Do you my, have time? I, I have not had time. Like, I was, you know, I'm... The cool thing about New York is that you can be an active dater. You know, there are just people right. around. You know, there's always right. somebody to go on a date with. But mm-hmm. literally, since the film's release and before it preparing, I have not had time. And in my time now is so much more valuable because of the space that I'm in. I'm like, I can't have nobody's son having me distracted when I could True. be getting on the Tamron Hall show or I could right. be in L.A., you know, at Black Women in Hollywood meeting Ava DuVernay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. 
I've always been protective of my time, um, but even more so now because I feel like I am in a milestone moment in my career. You also have a little extra time with the Rona, so I'm just well, saying. Yes. But you, <laughs> you know you what? Swipe left or right if you like. <laughs> if you want that, but I do feel that you may just be too busy. But also, and I don't know if you spoke about this yet, but now you're it's a little bit different from last year. People are recognizing you. People want something from you. It's a very, now you became a gimme, gimme. Can I suck you dry for your creativity, for your time, for mm-hmm. your, and not in a negative way, but people just want to be around you. Right. With, with the, without the Rona. <laughs> yeah. So, it, so it's interesting when you're, when your exposure increases, like there, I mean, there are men sliding my DMs and I'm like, where you, I've been here. Like, but they make, yeah. Like what's, why now? But it's just, again, does that make you more protective or you're like, Oh, there's more people. Or you're like, you know what? Shit. The pool now is getting a little bit smaller because I can't be out with just Annie or everybody. But I've always felt like that. I but I do. Like, <laughs> like, like, even before the film, when it was just a blog that maybe three people Wait. were reading, I felt that way. But Wait. it is even more so now. Because I do, there is this thing to protect. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like if you're like drunk at a bar, you know, back in my heyday, when you're like drunk at a bar and you're just like having a good time talking to someone and you like, it could be someone from your past, it could be, Someone that you met, you're, you're grown. And it's like, now you, do you have to be a little scared now that first time with exposure? A like, little more mindful, I like, think, of oh, like yeah, how. A little slutty. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty low key. But you do, I do feel like I need to be a little more mindful of mm-hmm. like just being in public. And not, by no means am I a celebrity. Mm-hmm. But between social media, like. The story that that was published um, on Forbes.com mm-hmm. about the Netflix release, like it went viral. Like wow. people were sharing it left and right. The Black Enterprise piece, like all these things went viral. So mm-hmm. now when you're a face that people recognize, it is something that I think about. And it's mm-hmm. something I actually talk to my therapist about because mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot that happened really fast, you yeah. know, and it's like. Um, I just want to be just Renee. Like, I don't want to feel like I have to be on all the time. And right. that's something that's, that's new that I'm managing. Got you. Mm-hmm. How long have you been going to therapy? Um, I started in 2017, but I have a new therapist that I just started seeing like within the last six months. He's a black man. Really? And it's, it's great. It's Good. great. I, I never thought that I've been a man... shopping around slash like trying to find a new therapist. Mm-hmm. I broke up with mine immediately because she was very um, just stoic mm. and just didn't give me anything. Like, and I maybe I just think I'm very funny, and that's just maybe like my ego. Like, I think I'm very animated, and if you don't respond to me, I'm like, nah, I can't deal like, with this you. Is not it. This is not it. So, like, was he just a referral or? He was a referral from okay, a friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good friend because. Yes. It's, and I don't know. Maybe I just I just want to speak since I'm a black woman, you're a black woman. I have a lot of friends who don't share their therapist. They're like, sorry. Mm, because it's so personal, right? right? Because even when I'm talking to him, there have been times where I'm, I'm talking about something and he knows one of the people I'm talking about and not in a negative way, but right. if I'm just giving him context of a situation, 
he knows one of the people because this is the person who recommended me. Right, right, right. So right. Which it, is not a bad thing because now you're like, you know, that person crazy, crazy, or that person's <laughs> like got a big personality. It's not because sometimes it's like it's all subjective. Like mm-hmm. this person came in and they were yelling at me and then you've met that person and this person is like quiet as a mouse, mm-hmm. but this person is sensitive to anyone having cadences in their voices. You know? Right, right. So I, I think it helps a little bit, but... Yeah, shout out. You have a right, you have a really good tribe of people around you. Yes, yes. And and I think that we all, especially, you know, as we get a little more seasoned, we are we just all want to be better. You know what right. I mean? So if I have professional resources or mm-hmm. resources that can help you elevate your business, like I'm not going to hoard it. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a therapist now, we both agree that like we want to protect him too. Like mm-hmm. we're not just recommending him to anybody. Yeah, you know, whoever. Like, this is the number one. No, yeah. like it's like we. She recommended me or referred him to me because she was like, I knew that you would be serious about this journey because you'd Got already you. done it. You know, mm-hmm. you were just looking for another another person, and that's the same way. When people ask me, I'm not just. Like, I really want to know that you're taking this seriously because I don't want to waste his time. You know. Right. That's gonna be that's gonna be one of my goals. I'm gonna put on my uh, to do list is find a new therapist. I really liked her, but also she was like nine to five. Hello, mm, not no. going to work. Oh no, you know I've been able to talk to him, especially now with my schedule. Like he does phone. Um, that's what I was gonna say. The whole like talk space we've talked at night. Type, yeah. Yes, the she's FaceTiming awesome. Facetiming people and stuff. I can see that mm-hmm. being. Yeah. So you, you, you're open to dating, but... I'm open, but now in terms of like, I've always been like, I would, it's quality over quantity and okay. I'd rather, I don't, I'm not that person who just needs to be up under someone, like just to say someone's there. So right. now that time is, you know, such a, a commodity for me, mm-hmm. like the person that I'm giving that free time to, like it has to be really a good situation, not right. just someone to have around you know right 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 here's a dumb question mm-hmm. this is just me in my own head as a person who you know promotes black excellence and woman entrepreneurship black woman entrepreneurship can you only date a black man black man <laughs> Funny or is it like people gonna be like she's a like, you know, so I was I, just watching Love is Blind. Oh, my gosh. I talk about the show all the time. And, and you're I making also, me think about Lauren and, yeah. and how she was like, I'm all about black girl magic. And do I have to tone that down? And I'm talking to my TV like, no, turn it up. Turn it up. And he's here for it. All. Oh, my God. But I don't believe like I'm I've always been into interracial dating. I haven't had serious, but like I've never been against it. But. I can see, you know, like when, you know, like with the whole Kendrick Lamar, people got so mad at him for his girlfriend being mixed, you know, oh just because he's like black and a berry, the sweet of the juice. And it's like, son, like it's not that serious. Right. But I didn't know, like when you're the, the, the spokesperson for black women and we, the things that we're so not protected, but we do protect each other. And yes. that's the great thing about it. But also we will come for you if we see something that we don't oh, like. It's, it, I mean, this is the thing. Like, <laughs> as quick as people lift you up, they will try to tear you down, oh, you know? And that's sheesh. just, unfortunately, the, the cancel Mars. culture that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never... I, I went out on a date with a, a white gentleman in mm-hmm. college and in high school, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never a serious relationship situation. I will say this. Never say never. I haven't, like, in my adult years, I haven't dated any white men. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that I never would because there have been some attractive ones that right. I've, you know, 
had my eye on or I've right, seen, right. but they, no one has approached me. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I am so much of this like black women's empowerment that they may feel intimidated or, mm-hmm. but I'm also, uh, so is Venus Williams. Hello. I know, but I'm also just not in <laughs> those I mean, spaces. I mean, Serena, Wait, I get them so, oh goodness, Serena Williams. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. I, think, I think both of them actually. I think they do. They both. Yeah. yeah. Venus and Serena. And they are, I mean, but that it would have to be a certain excellent. type of white guy. Like, he would have to be special. And mm-hmm. there's no way that I could be in my own home mm-hmm. editing myself because, like, there are so many racially yeah. driven you things that happen. You have to edit just in case with the black man, too. Not because of the Well, because heritage. of other things. Yes, mm-hmm. because, yes. But the racial thing, you know, we live in a world where there's... It comes up all the time. You yeah. know, there's, I can't sit up here and act like, you know, I don't see color. No, I do because yeah. we're forced to. Mm-hmm. So he would have to be very um, swagged out. Don't just say it. Just, just yeah, it would have to be natural. <laughs> right, it could not right. be like you're trying to be this person because you're around right. me. Like I have friends who um, are married to white men or there's significant right. others are white and they are just so comfortable in their own skin mm, that okay. they're when they're around us, to me, they're just being themselves. Right, that's right, that's right. what it would have to be. Got you. Okay. I like it. So so you just, you're not against your... I'm not against it, but I'm also no, no, no. not looking online for online dating. It. That means that I feel like you probably wouldn't do online dating. So I haven't done online dating in months now. Okay. And then there's oh, I was a, just going to say ever. No, okay, no, no. no. I, was, I was swiping because it's like, <laughs> this is the thing. I, I work you're busy. In an, I work in an industry where, you know, most of the events that I am doing... It's women. So, and then if I'm not working, I'm resting and I'm not going to, I mean, I could, but I'm not going to meet him outside of my building. Yes, Um, you can. Well, I could. I could. The Bed-Stuy has lots of guys out here. I mean, I can't say for the quality of them. Nope. Can't not (laughs) do anything. But like there is, it's a lot of local places out here that you could, I mean, maybe because I DJ a lot of them too. Right. But like. But in terms of meeting people outside of your social circle, that's what I appreciate about online dating because you might meet someone spike up down so that's the weird part that's the interesting part i'm like do i wanna oh yeah but then the only thing is like where do you meet this person do you invite them to your house or do which i don't recommend highly don't Mm -mm. but also you know the bars and stuff are closing down unless you go early which now i think it's time to not just meet someone out on a saturday night and get drunk it's like you have to actually you have to really want to yearn for this connection yes and I, and I like that. Yeah. No. That portion. I think that there's, you know, there's some awkward little moments that we're going to have to get through with this. But I think it's going to force people to, I hope that we don't take the social distancing too far. I feel That's like we may. fear. Yeah. I hope we don't take it too far because we are already going there anyway because right. of the false connections that we think we're making on social. Oh, we thought we had a false connection yeah. with the Instagrams and everything. Yeah, and you think now you know how people like, are doing because you see a picture. You don't. I know. We don't like, like you know, when we came like, oh, let's hug each other. And we're like, we know we can hug each other. Right. But it's just like we have to have discernment across the board. Like, it's like, I mean, there's no discernment. It's like I have to treat everybody like. No, we cannot hug each other because if I hug you, then I got to hug the next person, yeah. you know? So it's just safer to not hug. And like, yeah. even in my office, people are doing like a uh, foot bumps. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. It's like foot bump, like you know? Play. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I actually appreciate, but it also, it's like, dang, you know, I love hugging people. I you love know, that. But seriously. if it means us being healthier, then yes. But of also, it's like, maybe I'm only hugging people. I know. I don't know. But yeah. So go, but now we go into our health. It's like, what are you going to do during this time frame 
to have better health. So um, we can go running. I live in the same building as Crystal. We're Ah. neighbors. (laughs) And I know for a fact that she uses the gym way more than I do. (laughs) And I'm closer to it. So one thing that I've said to myself, and hopefully the gym doesn't close um, anytime soon. But I said to myself, like, sis, what is your excuse? Mm -hmm. You need to go up and utilize this gym that you are already paying for. And that is literally just two floors up from your apartment. And it's sad that, I mean, I just, it's a matter of preconditioning ourselves to like, just say, I'm going to, and I, I'm really big on writing things down, just having a tangible, hey, let me just run two miles today. That right. would be better than doing nothing. And also accounting for the walking in an office to the train station, <clears throat> those things that you mm-hmm. need, or going outside just for 15 minutes to walk around. We must do that. We must yes. take care of ourselves during this time frame. Because and it builds your immunity. I mean, right. for one, physically, right, of course, we're going to be eating a lot more because like, I'm, I'm already thinking everything. about dinner. And it's just like we have to build our immunity. And, and when summertime comes, we just want to be the best version of ourselves. So. Oh, of course, because like now I'm like, OK, now I can take my vitamins. So what I want people to do is really write down during this time frame a schedule for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like we all work nine to five. I mean, most most of us work nine to five or If you're an entrepreneur, you work all the time, but make some hours and schedule like I'm going to take, you know, and put it on your damn refrigerator. If you're not doing this already, I know for I'm talking to myself, I want to make sure I drink my water, you know, my body ounces. What do you say? The the, your body fat uh, versus water, Um, have my water in the morning or throughout the day, Um, our vitamins and, you know, really go through what you're going to have for your food. Yeah. That's going to be the key to it. Because sometimes they're like, oh, my gosh, I forgot to eat. What What is, you know, what can I just go? I just want pizza now. Because when I'm hungry, I do not want anyone's salad. No. No, you know? no. <laughs> but now that we're meal prepping and we have the time to cook, I'm going to go through, like, even for me and my guy, I'm like, listen, we're having acne and saltfish today. Mm-hmm. We'll have that tomorrow for breakfast. Yes. We're doing smoothies for this day and for dinner. We can pick those two. I make lasagna, so that's going to last for three or four days Yes, to cut some of those things. So now I'm going to want to go to the gym even more because I've just had all these carbs. Right, <laughs> right. Because the supermarket, everybody's on the carbs. If you went to the supermarket, it is literally the bread out is demolished. Right, but the fruits and vegetables are there in abundance. Popping. Mm-hmm. Pop, mm-hmm. Which made me scared because my wife was like, because no one wants to touch like the vegetables. I'm like, Wait, am I going to die? But then also it's <laughs> perishable. So I think that right. people are focused on the things that they right. think will last longer. I made the mistake into the opposite. I have all these vegetables and stuff. So nothing but vegetables. I'm eating a lot of salads and a lot of, I had eggs you. today with like every vegetable you can think of in it. And because I'm like, I don't want this stuff to go to waste. Good. But then you also can freeze it. Like right. if you made an omelet right now and you made too much, mm-hmm. you can freeze it for the next day. And I think that we'll get into, you're like, you know, you don't like I'm it. Like, there are certain things I like fresh and eggs is one of them. I can see eggs being one of mm-hmm. them for sure. But I think if we get into the habit of like freezing some things, then it won't be like, well, we, I think we'll eat it because I think it tastes better if you freeze it versus than putting it in a refrigerator for like forever and it oh, going back. Oh, definitely. Like lasagna and pasta is like, I'm actually, I, I cooked didn't. some pasta last night and I'm looking forward to the leftovers this evening. And I'm going to freeze like, my lasagna. I didn't even mm-hmm. think I'm going to freeze half of it. Yeah. Or give it to him. Those Maybe. seasonings yeah. just kind of get in there. Yeah. It was, I'm going to be honest. It was a little bland yesterday, but that's because I was too busy stuffing and cooking everything else. Mm-hmm. I didn't give it enough attention. So you know what? 
I like that. So yeah, we're gonna make some goals for ourselves. But thank you. Oh my gosh, we went so over because I know. I feel like we. I'm like, have we been like talking forever? I I felt like it was for 15 <laughs> minutes, but I really wanted to go into the film. I wanted people to know about your background, your journey, your story. Knowing that, you know, you just had an idea, and now it's so much bigger than you. And that's what happens when you live in purpose. Yeah, you know? and I want to say this really quickly. Um, you know, I know I talked about like I prayed on, I meditated on, and God planted the seed. There were a lot of fears with that. There was the fear of like, well, who am I to say I'm a filmmaker mm -hmm. when there's Spike Lee, when there's, you know, Ava DuVernay, these people who have been doing it mm -hmm. forever. But, um, and it took me a while to even introduce myself to people as a filmmaker. Right. And a friend was like, you created a film. Right. You are a filmmaker. Like, of course, there are different levels to it, mm -hmm. but you are a filmmaker. You have a film on Netflix. So I want us to... Um, not give power to those voices mm. that tell us either you're not capable, you're not good enough, you're not qualified. Because had I done that, and there were plenty of those voices, um, and they still try to creep up a little bit now, like this film wouldn't be blessing the people that it's blessing right now. It wouldn't mm. be on Netflix. And I'm glad that I did not listen to those voices. Yay. I like that. So where can we find you? I mean... We know where we can find the film, but just go through all your Black Planet specs, as I call it. <laughs> um, pretty simple. I Well, there are a couple. So my personal page, um, where I kind of share a lot of the journey, is I am Renee Blewett, and my name is spelled R-E-N-A-E-B-L-U-I-T-T, -E -E, and the film can be found um, at She Did That Film. Um, and one thing that people always, you know, that's the Instagram page because she did that is mm -hmm. already occupied. Mm -hmm. But the name of the film is just she did that. A lot of mm -hmm. people are always like she did that film. Like, no, it's just she did that. That's just our Instagram. Okay. So those are the two that are most important. Um, I encourage people to watch the film, share it. I want a lot of young people to see it because mm -hmm. this is the content that I didn't have when I was growing up. Right. And the representation that I didn't see when I was growing up. And so I want plenty of young girls and boys to experience this. Like, it, that just brings me joy. Oh, I love it. Thank you for being on the show. Thank Thanks you for, for having me. Yes. How, listen, we're going to make this Rona broke. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I came to speak English. The Rona will not get the best of us. No. Thank you all. for tuning in to Music Man and My Mental. Follow, like, subscribe. Um, send me an email. No one's emailing me enough at musicmenandmymental at gmail. I'm C. Devone. You can follow me on Instagram as well at DJ C D E V O N E. Uh, talk to you soon. Make sure you watch the She Did That film. Can I say it? She Did That on film? Right, or the She Did That documentary. <laughs> she Did That doc um, on Netflix and all streaming. I mean, it's like basically everywhere. Yes. That's so dope. And on demand. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.